Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Just Thought You'd Like to Know podcast. My name is Akil Balagopal and each episode I'll be bringing the most random conversations with different guests as they share facts and opinions on the topic. So today I am honoured to be joined by Ms Sarah Boyle, the founder of the Whistleback campaign for women experiencing everyday walking down the street sexism. It has only been a month since the murder of Sarah Everard that shook the whole nation, a wake-up call to the struggles faced by women on a daily basis. Since then, projects such as Whistleback has provided the opportunity to empower women to feel safer on our streets, as well as educating those in understanding people's experiences and to prevent further mistreatment taking place. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. No worries. So um, just for everyone listening, uh, first of all, just jump right in. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, let everyone know about what the Whistleback campaign is and what made you launch it. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for um, for letting me sort of share the story. I guess, you know, as context and as you've said before, um, this was off the back of, um, you know, the really shocking news of the murder of Sarah Everard. And there was a really large sense of sort of fear around Clapham, which is where I live. And I really did feel as a young woman living there, I really needed to do something. But there was... A lot of context that happened sort of before that. I guess many women firstly were expressing, you know, their, their sadness and outrage at how Sarah was really denied the ability to do something so simple and that so m- many men sort of take for granted, which is just getting home safely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest, most inspirational things that happened off the back of it was so many women were sharing their experiences online, whether it was politicians, journalists, no matter what age, um, no matter what sort of they were doing of their really negative experiences of feeling really terrified walking home. And there almost seemed to be a bit of a Me Too movement in terms of I hold my keys in my hand. I feel Mm -hmm. terrified walking home. I've been followed. Well, Me Too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew I had to do something to make sort of an active difference, particularly where, you know, there are so many young people like myself, like young men as well, also living in in, in that area. Mm -hmm. So I started the Whistleback campaign with a view to tackling this everyday street sexism. Mm -hmm. So this sort of sexism manifests itself as things like catcalling, being verbally harassed or followed, um, being touched inappropriately. I would say that really manifests in sort of like a pub or club area. Mm -hmm. So when the world opens up, I really wanted that to stop as well or not be a fearful woman, but also things like being stared at and wolf whistling. So I wanted to empower women to hashtag whistle back. So it all started with a survey you know, it doesn't take too long for me to go into, you know, a feminist rant for sure. But I wanted to make sure that everyone else was feeling the same way. Yeah. So that was, yeah, the, the first thing I did to do that and make sure this had sort of legs behind it was um, conducting a survey with around 300 young women. And from that, you know, it was really sometimes sad, sometimes inspirational, reading the comments and the general consensus around that. So the general experience was that this happens far too often and that mm. we're almost expecting it. Yeah. It's especially in sort of like urban um, communities as well, like obviously living in London, perhaps different when I kind of come back to a countryside perhaps, but you know, for a lot of women walking down the street on their way to work, on the way back from the gym, you know, it, it could be broad daylight as well. This is something that they experience um, all too often. So after an order of like 200 whistles, I started sort of handing them out to friends and colleagues and and strangers even to help them feel safer. But the idea behind the whistle itself is to be able to call out perpetrators of this sort of everyday sexism without Mm -hmm. engaging them. Because engaging 
ultimately can really put yourself in harm's way. Yeah. But also very much to for allyship as well. So to alert passers by. And I really wanted to make sure from the get-go that men are having me on as well and getting involved. So if you hear a whistle, even see it as a bit of a symbol um, to ally and help someone in need as well. And that's why I wanted the word to spread as much as the whistles Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that everyone kind of uh, could get involved in this narrative. But as I say, you know, the world is opening up. So wanted women who were, you know, really, really scared and and chilled down to their core in terms of what had happened in Clapham to feel excited like they could go out, but also safe as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, it's a fantastic initiative because it's sort of like the whole, you know, whistling back sort of thing, as in it's just making that perpetrator feel exactly like just what they've did to the victim sort of thing exactly and that was really interesting and some of the things I asked about women you know how does this actually make you feel and and that Mm. was probably the most emotional thing was 300 of the same you know dirty ashamed um you know sometimes people have a shower after these types of advances um just objectified yeah exactly exactly and you know a part of the calling out the perpetrator is to have a bit of shame put on them as well you know it usually is a group situation so mm. um really silencing um that sort of advances would be really helpful because too many women are staying silent when they're receiving that yeah. um so yeah that that was sort of the point behind it yeah definitely because um you kind of touched on this already but um with the responses being so similar from so many women and for you on a personal level has it been like eye-opening to see how many women have come forward or is it just like a confirmation of how long this has been an issue because we had the stats of the 97% come out mm. and um, there was a lot of outrage about that that I was like surely not you know how many people took part in the survey da 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 right. and you're, think- you're thinking still it's <laughs> you know 97% of women have come forward like let's not ignore the fact that this is an issue yeah um, so for you was it like quite eye-opening or were you like i kind of knew this existed but now it's time to step up Mm, that's a really really interesting question I think I always loved talking about this issue and wanted to sort of Mm. understand it from my friends but you know there wasn't enough of really sadly a catalyst to have it be at the forefront of everyone's mind you know I I definitely Mm. had um, friends and, and family share their experiences but I would say it was still quite eye opening getting the response um because I think there was a lot more feeling and emotion and and backing behind it so um what it did was really yeah I think it did validify what I was feeling but it certainly was also eye-opening that so many women were feeling quite so strongly about it and I think the most interesting things do you know what as someone who actually does call out those um sort of everyday sexism things Mm. obviously perhaps depending on the time of night and if I'm really alone (laughs) um I thought that the whistle would be really handy to for me to be able to call out someone without endangering myself I think the most eye-opening thing of the survey was that so many women were staying silent I -hmm. think that was that was probably it so the majority of people were doing that for two reasons one was for fear of safety obviously and the other was not wanting to give men the satisfaction which is yeah. why alerting passers-by and you know a bit of the, the shaming 
would be really useful because it doesn't uh, it, it gives a voice to those unable to say anything yeah definitely um and i think the most shocking thing was um you know around sort of like four surveys and it was 60 to 70 percent of women if there were less threat to our safety and i put that stat in quite rightly 97 percent of women aged mm. 18 to 24 have been sexually harassed would you do anything different and that was a really uh, astounding um, sort of reply. It was, yes, I'd love to call people out. I'd love to tell them to do this. <laughs> mm. There was um, a real sense of, yeah, I'd love to explain why it was wrong, you know? So Absolutely. giving a voice to those who would love to say something but but can't was really important as well for me. Yeah, because, I mean, that kind of, you know, because I'm going to quickly skip ahead and we had some listeners send in some of their thoughts and questions okay great and kind of them like linked together based on what you just said is um so one of our listeners said if i get beeped walking down the road all i want to do is just scream and shout but it's so scary to do that as you don't know what the perpetrator is capable of Mm -hmm. so you know she ends up staying silent and then it follows up with a question from what tips would you give someone to have the confidence to whistle back yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, and actually, one of the sort of real personal stories that I shared on my Instagram was exactly that instance. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. It was actually a beep of a car. Um, one of the situations was, you know, after the car pulls up, says whatever he says, derogatory, and pulls away, I am left sort of yelling down the street, which actually the passers-by were looking at me as if I was crazy. <laughs> so mm. what would have been really helpful was the whistle there. And I think to, to answer that girl's question is because you aren't shouting, I think you're not engaging that perpetrator. So if mm. you were to whistle then and the van is driving away, it's really loud, first of all. So with any luck, yeah. um, that would really sort of frighten the driver to, to pull away. Uh, and that, that sort of won't be an issue anymore. But also mm. being well aware that it's so loud that passersby will be hearing this as well. And hopefully, you know, there'll be either a window open if it was dark or many people on the street if it was not. Um, and they would sort of, in an ideal world, ally and help as well, or at least want to know what, what on earth was going on. Um, so I think, yeah, in two parts, you can call out someone and you can um, make it obvious what's happening and gather help with that one really loud blow so I think hopefully that would be able to give confidence to someone who quite rightly yeah would would be putting themselves in harm's way annoyingly um by shouting back yeah definitely because I think also in like today's society being outside if a whistle was to go off it's just kind of alerts people around anyway Mm -hmm. instead of like because I think, you know, in some areas, if you see someone screaming, shouting in the streets, right. you kind of tend to shy away from that because you're like, God, I don't want to get involved in something just in case it's not what I think it is. Whereas a whistle going off, it's kind of like a an alarm. I mean, it's such an, a fantastic idea. But then then again, when you think on a deeper level, it's like, really, do these need to exist in like 2021? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what no, that is a really good, um, good point. And actually something that a few women had come to me about because obviously rape alarms exist mm. so I had a few people telling me stories of because because that was one of my um I know, anxieties at the beginning it could people mm. just get an alarm but actually yeah. two stories were told to me where um you know it's been set off and it sounds just like a car alarm and in yeah. the, an urban situation yeah like in London 
is that really going to be the noise that you think I really need to ally and help or is it someone's just <laughs> bumped into your car so I wanted it to be a really unique one that when the word spreads when the whistle spreads everyone should be able to know what it is because it's different as well yeah absolutely Have, has there been any like negative backlash at all like we received any messages online people against the campaign at all do you know what no i'm really pleased to say that we mm. will see if it scales <laughs> Um, yeah. you know one side of me says that you know the controversy controversy starts the conversation mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be afraid if it did and you know I almost welcome any sort of maybe perhaps not people anti but naysayers to start a conversation would be fine and I think you know um, uncomfortable conversations get progress but I'm also very proud to say that the response has been really, really fantastic from men and women, yeah, um, yeah. which, yeah, which has been awesome. And I, you know, from a friendship point of view, many sort of friends of mine have said, God, I really never understood quite the extent of what was going mm. on and, and really that they're learning. So there's been quite a lot of nice sort of allyship stories, even where some people have said, you know, there was this one time I wish I called my friend out or even myself out. So there's been quite a lot of honest conversations, really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, really sweet. Some, um, you know, fathers have bought them for their daughters. Really mm-hmm. lovely guy cycled from West London to go pick up ten for his sisters. There's Chris. The, yes. Yeah. Is that our yeah. link? <laughs> yeah. I, I went to university with Chris, and yeah, that's how I came across the campaign. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, well, he Chris was sweet. <laughs> yeah, he re- he recently just got involved in our last podcast. We did a competition, um, and he's winning at the moment. And no one's chatting, so <laughs> Good yeah. Man. So that yeah, Chris is our link. <laughs> oh, okay, that did make sense from our Instagram mutuals. But um, yeah, well, that was lovely, and that was a huge sense of allyship. And it was one of the first people that I met to collect whistles as well. So mm. that was really awesome. I think honestly, every single person I've met has added some validity some warmth to my heart <laughs> and it's been really yeah. positive definitely I think it's been so eye-opening because there's so many people that close themselves off when something like this happens and they're like obviously we saw the you know not is it not every man yeah not all men yeah not all <laughs> men and obviously you know in typical fashion that was always gonna be a you know oh it, but it's not all men though but mm-hmm. it is some men so it has to you know yeah if you I don't don't understand where the attack came from but then from I think the honest conversations was also a good thing because there's been times in for example group chats or like conversation in pubs when you know things have been said and even though you don't engage and you stay silent it's still not doing anything Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely they always say that sort of neutrality does sort of favor the aggressor so I do think that that's probably one of the, the main things. It's the locker room chat, isn't it? <laughs> Stuff that yeah. you never really think is going to get out. But actually, and I do think in the last sort of five years, there's been many sort of um, things that have come out, whether it was the Irish rugby team scandal, whether it uh, was... Yeah, the Warwick Uni group The chat. Warwick Uni, that was my next thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, do call out because you never know what... First of all, sort of never write things down because... Yeah. everything can be screenshotted my mum's told me that since a young age <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. um yeah then you know if you are seeing these sort of things definitely call it out I think for sure I don't know yeah, yeah too much to I think this. yeah I think it's you know you know you have to back yourself to call out a friend because if you call out a friend and the friend gets all defensive and 
disagrees then you know it's sort of like do you need someone that shares those kind of very negative views in your life or maybe if you call them out you could be educating them mm-hmm. and you know putting them on a better path because you don't know what they could be capable of because with even with Sarah you know we don't know the exact final details but it was a policeman that was involved mm-hmm. someone that we expect to keep us safe on the streets yeah so um at the end of the day you know you might be might be getting called like a a simp or something (laughs) silly by your mates but that is the extent of it and you should move on whereas and you know call them out and it stops them from doing yeah it's possible so um what would your advice be to men who are trying to support the campaign and like you know what is it they can do to empower women like you know we started talking about calling them out and stuff but do you think there is more that we can Mm-hmm. yeah and that's really interesting on that sort of calling them out piece I think honestly if there wasn't such a horrendous catalyst for this conversation you'd yeah. be very much more likely to be called a simp I think I think after this because there has been such a conversation started it would be you know really poor and I think there'd be luckily a lot more backing and uh, for men to say you know haven't you talked to your mom haven't you talked to your sister um yeah. so yeah hopefully that those conversations would be easier had so my advice for men trying to support is firstly say thank you, 100%, definitely involved in the narrative. And the not all men sort of idea is obviously a really defensive way of looking at it. There's so many good eggs in the world that just want to help as well. Yeah. Um, what I would say is first listening. So, you know, following the Instagram, having a little read about what different women experience um but then also speaking so speak to the women in your life like everyone is surrounded by the opposite sex right so Mm -hmm. ask your mum ask your friends ask your sister and ask them about their experience because going back to that 97 percent they all they all have a story 100 percent um and then speaking to their male friends so you know having that conversation you know even did you know this my sister said this and just bringing it closer to home, I think, stops the defensive, well, not me, not all men, uh, and mm. gets them more involved in a conversation which goes, um, God, yeah, well, well, I don't do it, so how I, how can I help? And then that yeah. way the world would be you know, a better place. Um, but then quite rightly, the last sort of thing I would say is having the confidence to call out a friend if the situation permits. And I think that is actually going to be really key when everything starts opening up, because yeah. while this is, you know, a lot of it is about strangers um, yelling at you in the street. Sometimes it really is someone's too handsy at the club or the pub yeah. or, you know, anywhere, really, out for, out for dinner. So that's going to be really important for, for young boys who've just had too much to drink. And yeah. um, that needs to stop as well. Yeah, I think also, like, it's a really valid point because obviously we've all been, like, locked up inside and, you know, for many people turning 18 it might be the first time going to the pub right. or the clubs and you know first time drinking alcohol and like being under influence sort of you know not really watching their behavior mm-hmm. um it kind of just goes back into you know for the education system as well i think so sort of you know when you're going through like sex ed in year seven year eight or even year six a lot of it is just biological right. and none of it you know focuses on the idea of consent and um it's sort of you know feeds back and the more you think about it there's so many errors in the system that hasn't been addressed in order to like you know tackle issues like this because I think a lot of it just does come down to education as well Mm. and 
it's um there's always that narrative of you know how would you feel if that happened to your mum or your sister but then there's people with just brothers in the family right and like it's yeah i think it's sort of these kind of campaigns hopefully does get picked up by like more you know, government and just the higher up it goes i think it's so important to actually you know because one of the listeners mm-hmm. I've sent in saying, you know, women empo- women empowerment has been campaigned yeah. for years, yet we're still experiencing inequality today. Um, for you personally, or from people that you've spoken to, do you have any ideas of, you know, what could be done to prevent this? Like, they've put one to for all. <laughs> which is a very, like, bold statement, because I think today's society is so hard to please everyone, and there's always going to be... With, social mm-hmm. media as well it's so that is so but... difficult I think it's always going to be have the most women in the room right so while there can mm-hmm. be people like me or our streets now very good and doing things like actually government-led like mine is sort of about getting the word out but they're actually trying to change legislature but um obviously a lot mm-hmm. of these conversations and maybe decisions are happening with the majority of men in the room I do think hopefully mm-hmm. it, every generation that goes past is going to be more women in the room I do you think that's definitely changed yeah. since my mum was working um hopefully mm-hmm. again when I have a daughter and so on and so forth I think it will be time but I think there's been a huge you know even from like early 2000s 90s uh, or from the generation before I think women being able to speak out has increased tenfold however yeah things like patriarchal norms are going to take sadly probably centuries to dismantle but we're finally sort of allowed a voice and not not silenced um so the more Mm. women sort of band together the better I think and it's sorry really interesting what you said then about the school system as well like I definitely don't remember about learning about Mm. consent but one of the main things that I think would almost be like when when people are really up and listening and it's the forefront of everyone's mind is sex is uni so what can they do at university is to sort of talk about consent and not just sort of hand out you know condoms at the SU but actually talk about when you do have too much to drink when it is your first time out and what and what not to do and what to do and then perhaps you know those Warwick boys wouldn't have got themselves in so much trouble absolutely yeah because obviously those those group chat was yeah horrific when it all came out and rightly so it received the right backlash and I think from then you know those conversations started to stem but it's always it's always a shame that something mm. tragic has to happen like you said the catalyst has to take place for all these conversations to be relevant because um it's been a month now since Sarah's murder and it's the same week it was International oh, Women's no. Day it was supposed to be you know it was supposed to be amazing like celebration of women and you know how far we've come and then you know for as always when something happens social media is always on the forefront of mm-hmm. reposting and sharing and there's so many good campaigns you know such as yourself and um, others who actually you know do something about it but there's an extent of you know if I share it onto my story um yeah, it just shows that I do support it. But then exactly. and that, not much goes on from that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And I think that but, was one uh, of the biggest things of it. Everyone was posting. I always sort of got involved in these conversations, but I just felt like I had to do more than just do the, the posts. So it was like a 
few days of silence twiddling my thumbs thinking really what can I do before it came to play um so yeah just by supporting yeah. buying a whistle that would be a really good start yeah because I was personally quite right because it happened and I was just like I want to say mm. something but you know it's so important how you word certain stuff and I just wanted to be honest like posting the video that I did about you know Sarah and like sharing the opinions and like I ran it past like few of my friends like female probably a lot of female friends to say you know is there anything that I've missed out is there anything that I should further say sort of thing just to make sure that message is clear mm-hmm. and luckily like you know other uh, men you know messaged me and was like yeah. great and they were able to post their views and stuff as well which was amazing so I think the ripple effect's been great so like do you have anything planned next and like you know where you hope to see the campaign go Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you for asking there are um obviously a lot of people um have sort of got in touch like yourself and it's been really fantastic being able to talk about um you know stream it from as many rooftops as possible as my brother says Mm -hmm. so that's been fantastic you saw the upcoming one with um joey that we're going to be talking about similar issues so that's what it is first brand awareness (laughs) get the message out Mm -hmm. if you you know um sharing it in as many places so they know how to get a whistle there's been a few um nice things such as company-wide wanting to buy whistles so that would be fantastic um and also school teachers as well so buying it for their whole classroom um so that will be fantastic and a good way to spread it out um in terms of sort of logistics i think it'd be great if i get the website up and running Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a way that makes a bit less of a manual process for me and perhaps yeah, a bit more sort of slickness to it. But right now it's been going great in terms of building the community on the Instagram, people seeing that, DMing and just sending them out all over um, all over the country, really. Yeah, definitely. One thing so I would is... love to do is get it involved in universities. So I'm trying to think oh. of different ways. There's a few things, um, you know, I've had a few of my brother's friends who are all there saying, you know, I'd love to be an ambassador for this. Could, could this scale in that way? So obviously scaling would be the main thing, uh, mm. main priority. So I've got a few sort of friends that work in early careers recruitment. I'm going to try and reach out to them and see how we can do that. It's quite rightly, you know, when they're not having that conversation about um, consent and having the whistle there could probably start those conversations where, um, you know, kids are running rife. So <laughs> that'd be a really good place yeah. to have them. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think um, no universities is definitely a um, a hot spot for those kind of whistles. I think certainly like campus universities where you know mm. people have to walk back to their dorms after like a late study session at the library or something. Like it's so important to just. I think it just gives them a bit more of a a safety, a bit more of a comfort walking home as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, hopefully the campaign grows and the more people get to share it as well. Um, so what's the best way for people to get in touch to, you know, buy a whistle from you? Would that just be in your DM the Whistleback campaign or? Yep, fab. So at the moment, yeah, it's just the Instagram page. So that's at whistle underscore back underscore 2021. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of using that as a bit of a um, community as well. So every time someone gets a whistle, I'll ask them to take a picture and share, you know, an experience or maybe just who they're giving the whistle to. Um, mm-hmm. Building up, yeah, some of the stuff there, sharing some of the findings from the survey as well. So, yeah, pretty simple. Just send me a DM and I can send it anywhere um, in, in terms of postage first class or meet you in, in London or Clapham. 
Perfect. So um, I think, you know, that sums us up for today, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an honour to have you on. And Thank you the campaign's so much. Just, yeah, the campaign's fantastic. And hopefully, you know, we increase the amount of conversations that we have about this topic and people come forward and share their experiences and, you know, make sure it's a conversation that stays relevant, you know, just yeah. months on down the line and hopefully we can make the campaign grow as well so i'll be linking all your socials on the instagram cool. and once the podcast goes out so people know where to get a whistle um but you know once again thank you uh for joining me and to all the listeners thank you all for listening uh stay safe and see you soon thanks so much Kel. see you soon <laughs>